0: We're used to falling into line. We're used to saying the things that people want us to say and doing the things that people want us to do and being that person that everyone else is comfortable with. But when we do that over and over and over again, like we are creating a prison for ourselves and we're not actually being ourselves. And I can tell you that not being yourself is very uncomfortable. Welcome to The Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Sensitive and Soulful Show. I'm your host, Alyssa Boyer, and as always, I'm so happy to be here chatting with you this week. I I just love like coming up with the different topics for this show and honestly, like everything I share is usually something I'm navigating personally and then like I'm taking lessons from it and I'm sharing with you. It's just it never ceases to amaze me how many opportunities there are in our life for for moments of healing and growth and introspection and I think this is one of the the superpowers of being highly sensitive is we are so so self-aware we tend to be. Let me know if you have been called self-aware like if any of you have been to therapy and your therapist has been like um You are so on top of it. Like, you know, all of this stuff about yourself. I don't know. I hear this from a lot of highly sensitive people, and this has definitely been my experience too, where I'm like painfully self aware. Like, sometimes it's like, man, I wish I was a little bit more like (laughs) blind to stuff. Now, not, you know, not always perfectly self aware, right? But I don't know. I can pick up on the stuff. And so it gives me endless opportunities for inspiration and things to talk about because we are all so freaking alike it's unbelievable like we always think like oh i'm the only one going through this oh i'm it's you know poor me it's just me and it's like every time i go through something and then i talk about it so many people are like wow i've been feeling the same way like this is just why i like having a platform and being able to share openly with you all because it just helps me to be able to connect and relate to each other and i know that it's helpful for you guys too so we love this. And before I get into the episode, I want to remind you that we have a workshop coming up on Monday, April 10th. Uh, This workshop is called the HSP Healing Journey, and I'm so excited to be leading you through this workshop. So it'll be about an hour, hour 15 minutes-ish, and we're really going to be diving into healing as a highly sensitive person. So I'm going to be covering what your painful experiences are teaching you as a sensitive soul. So like, we're going to be thinking about the things in your life that have been challenging whether it's past challenges or things that you're navigating right now and how we can really begin to tease apart what's going on there and and what the lessons are for you i'm going to be diving into how to surrender and then step into the next most magnificent version of yourself and this is something that's like very near and dear to my heart because i've personally been in such a season of transformation and rebirth and just like changing And it can be so painful just to like witness yourself evolving and you aren't who you were before, but you're not quite who you are next. And it's like this weird, liminal, uncomfortable space. And you're like, what do I do? Nothing is working. (laughs) And so we're really going to be talking about surrender and how we can move through these challenging, painful experiences. I'm also going to be teaching you ways that you can become your own best healer, and I will be diving into triggers and just how to understand your unique triggers and how to use them as opportunities for healing and growth. So we're going to be going into a lot in this workshop. It will be recorded. It'll be something that you always have access to. And in order to join this workshop, you just need to be a member of the Sensitive and Soulful Vault. So in order to join us in the vault, you'll just go to sensitiveandsoulful.com forward slash The Vault or check out the link in the show notes. With The Vault, you get four workshops per year. So this one is the first workshop that we're having. It'll be live on Zoom. And then you also get a library of mini courses, meditations, and nervous system regulation videos. So the mini courses are amazing. We're covering all sorts of topics like people-pleasing, energetic boundaries, handling work stress, relationships. Like we go into so many things there. So Literally, The Vault is like this library of resources that you can plug into any time, and then we have the amazing community aspect with the workshops throughout the year. So super excited. Like I said, if you want to join us, that is on April 10th. You just need to join by April 9th in order to obviously attend that workshop, and it is sensitiveandsoulful.com forward slash The Vault, or just click the link in the show notes. So super excited for that. So what I'm going to be talking about today is managing triggers and how to manage triggers without falling into people-pleasing. And I'm going to explain what this looks like and, and how this can manifest for us because you may or may not be familiar already with the idea of triggers and like what's kind of going on there when we do get triggered. So I'm going to just like share a story and kind of walk you through what this can look like. So first I'll tell you my story and then we'll tease it apart. So God, I love putting myself out there because it gives me so many opportunities for, for growth and healing. Like, wow. Okay, so earlier today I created a post for Instagram and then I used that that caption um, to send an email to my email list. And this is all, this post was all about my experience of being in a transformative season and really going through a rebirth and this is a process i think honestly everyone goes through whether or not you realize it it's really like a period of being uncomfortable and you're changing and evolving and you're you're in this in between space like think of like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly like the cocoon period is like dark and uncomfortable and well, actually it would be comfortable because you're in a cocoon. <laughs> but but when we think of it for us as humans, like when things just aren't working and it's feeling dark and like heavy and we're like, what is going on? I don't know what I'm doing. We don't have clarity and we're kind of just like fighting against what is. Like we often don't realize that we're actually in this cocoon phase and we are getting ready to become this next version of ourselves, but we're shedding the old layers of who we once were in order to step into this new version. So, That was my post. That's what I talked about. This is something that is just like really alive for me right now. And as a a creative, I always just have to share from the heart. Like I, I cannot share like stuff that I just think everyone wants to hear. It just never lands and it feels terrible to me. So I sent that out and this woman sent me an email back and I'm going to open my phone and read exactly what the email said. Um, she says, could you please remove me from your email, from your mailing list? I no longer align with your message and it doesn't speak to me. Okay. So I have to tell you that if I had received that message probably two years ago, I would have been so bothered by it. Like that would have just made me so upset. So I would have gone into a spiral. I would have been second guessing myself. I would have been like, Oh my God, everyone hates me. No one wants to like, you know, be around me or listen to what I have to say. And I probably honestly would have like, watered myself down and tried to think, oh, what could I say so that more people like me? This is an example of something that has been triggering for me, right? It's like, because why that is triggering for me is it hits on insecurities. It hits on the insecurity of like me not being able to fully be myself because then some people won't like it. It hits on the insecurity of like, What I have to say doesn't matter. People don't like it. You know, it just like hits on all sorts of things. But the beautiful thing is that I know I've done healing around this specific trigger because I didn't have like a visceral reaction in my body. Like, you know, like when you're really triggered, you might feel it in your stomach. It might feel like a a punch in the stomach, or like your, you know, your chest hurts, or your throat gets tight, or whatever. You like, you'll often have that physical reaction. So. Like I said, in the past, this would have honestly sent me into a spiral, and I would have just gone into that people pleasing behavior and really adjusted myself. And I'm really happy to say that because I've done the work around this and I understand the deep insecurities that I've had and the roots causes of all of that, I can now really have things like this happen to me, and it's not a big deal. It's very neutral. It's like, okay, like, bless and release. like she's on her own journey. And honestly, like it's great anytime I shed people who don't align with me, it's like, okay, that's fine, because I know I'm being more specific and aligned to people who do resonate with me. So I want you to think about times in your life when you get triggered. And I'll give some examples. And then let's talk about how this often can kind of send us into people pleasing. Um, So let's say that you are really getting into yoga and meditation. Like, you've just been like, Feeling such a difference in your life by doing these regularly. And now you're kind of wanting to dive even deeper. You're like, oh, I want to go to sound baths. And oh my gosh, there's this meditation retreat. And maybe I want to be yoga certified. And so you get really into this and you're really excited about it. And let's say like your family, like maybe the way you grew up, like people just aren't doing that. And maybe they're like, oh, like that makes you such a hippie. Like who, you know, who meditates? And it's just like not the vibe of your family. And maybe You tell your family about it. You're like, oh my gosh, I think I'm gonna go train to be yoga certified. Like this is I'm just really excited about it. And maybe your sister, who's not into this, is like, ooh, why would you do that? Like, that's such a waste of time and money. Or, oh my God, don't you know how many people are already yoga certified? Like, why would you do that? What are you gonna do with that? And like says something like this. And you're triggered. Maybe you feel that punch in your your gut. You're like, oh this really hurt my feelings. Oh my gosh. I just, uh, like it's just that painful feeling, right? So when things like this happen, it can often trigger us to go into really a fawn trauma response. So a fawn response is really going to be like doing whatever we can to make people like us because it's a way to keep ourselves safe. And so this is what a lot of highly sensitive people will do. It's going, go into that response where we kind of go into like people pleasing and doing what we can to be liked and, and accepted by people because it's a way to feel safe. Because if we feel cast aside, if we feel different, misunderstood, it feels unsafe in our bodies, it's triggering, it's scary, right? So let's say with this specific example, that really triggered you, that really got to you. And maybe it, it kind of like hits on some insecurities for you of other times when you felt misunderstood in your family, when you felt like you were the black sheep and you were weird because you were sensitive and you liked poetry and you liked different things and your family liked. And so your sister's comment really gets to you and it might trigger that fawn response and it might trigger you then to kind of fall into people-pleasing behaviors, which would look like you may be going home and reassessing and being like, oh, you know, maybe she's right. Like maybe it is stupid for me to do this yoga training. Like who am I to think that I could be a yoga teacher and what am I even going to do with it? It's it's oversaturated, like eh, forget it, right? So these are, this is just one example of how that can look where it's like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore because it's embarrassing because I feel Misunderstood. I feel like people aren't gonna like me, aren't gonna get me, and so eh, forget it, right? And so we water ourselves down, and we do the things that we think that we need to do in order to be liked. Another example that I can share, which this is kind of silly, but it just like popped into my mind. So I I grew up in a small town in Minnesota, and it was like such a thing. Like if you went out, like you didn't try too hard quote unquote like don't try too hard don't get too dressed up I don't know if this is still a thing there now I've been away for like nine years but back in the day it was and so people would go to the bar and like wear just like a hooded sweatshirt and sweats or like jeans like just super like not trying right because it was not cool to try. And for me, like, I went to college to study fashion. Like, I've always loved clothes. It makes me feel good to, like, get dressed up and, like, put myself together. Like, it's just always been a part of me and my personality. And I can't tell you how many times I would go somewhere and I would, like, be somewhat dressed up. Like, not even, like, I wasn't, like, wearing a dress and heels. Like, I was probably wearing, like, a cute top and maybe some, like, heeled boots or something. Like, nothing crazy. And People would kind of give me this side eye where it's like, oh, who does she think she is? Oh, you're dressed up so much. Like, what's your deal? Right? And oh my gosh, triggering because, like I said, it brings up that feeling of I am other. I am different. I don't fit in. People don't like me. Oh my God, this feels unsafe. I want to be accepted. And so I would people please and I would fawn and I would go into really trying to make myself small because I could sense that my presence and me showing up the way that I was, was making other people uncomfortable. And so as a highly sensitive, empathetic person, I can feel their energy. I can feel, I can sense their emotions and, and the discomfort around me. And I hated that. And I wanted to suppress it. I wanted to make it stop. And so, you know, sometimes I would have the guts to like go out and wear what I wanted, but a lot of times I did dull myself down because I wanted to fit in. So that's something to think about in your life like think about the things the times that you're triggered and how it sends you into that response and how it sends you into this energy of kind of like backpedaling and kind of like making yourself smaller and and watering yourself down to fit in with other people this is such a painful pattern and i do think that we fall into this a lot as sensitive people you know, because, like I said, with the fawning trauma response, where that's something that you know, it's easy to, or it's a not easy. It's a way that we make ourselves feel safe. It's something that we know how to do because often, like fighting back is going to be scary for us because it creates more conflict and oh my god what do I do so a lot of times we'll fawn and just try to like make it stop let's make the conflict stop like okay I'll do whatever I can can to agree with you and make you like me I just want this to end and then at the end of that we feel so frustrated with ourselves because we have we've given in we have acquiesced we have suppressed ourselves and made ourselves small to make someone else happy. And then at the end of that, we often feel ashamed and frustrated. And why didn't I say this? Why didn't I do this? Right? So that's one thing. And I think the other piece of it um why we fall into this as sensitive people, the people pleasing and, and kind of making ourselves smaller is really because of the way that we can tap into and tune into other people's energy and emotions. Like it's a gift right? It's a beautiful gift to be able to sense and feel how others are feeling. Like it makes us incredible friends and parents and partners and teachers, like all the things, like it's such a gift. But you also have to think like, I mean, you don't have to think, you know how hard it can be sometimes when you can sense how someone else is feeling and then how it makes you want to Fix that. It makes you, it, because it's uncomfortable for you to feel how someone else is feeling. And if you can witness and recognize that they are feeling uncomfortable with you, a lot of times we want to stop that as fast as we possibly can because it's scary, because it's triggering, because it's like, oh, I don't like this. Right. And so, really, the way that we can work through this is. One, understanding our triggers, which is something that we will be going into in the HSP Healing Workshop on April 10th. So definitely check out The Vault. Um, and I also do have a an entire mini course on being a self-healing HSPs where there is an audio training and an exercise about moving through your triggers. So just a side note there, like I have resources created for you because this has been like it's a a foundational piece of my self care practice, my um, introspective practice. I do it constantly. Um, so anyway, you really want to understand where your triggers are coming from and what it's bringing up for you. What is the specific like pain point that's coming up from this experience, right? The other thing that you that we need to do is learn how to be okay with someone else's discomfort and disapproval. And this is really hard. This can be really hard because I don't know about you, but when somebody is like upset with me or visibly uncomfortable because of me or whatever. Like I can feel that in my body and I'm like, Oh, I just want this to stop. But the thing that we have to learn and really practice is being okay with that and letting them be an adult or just a human being in that experience and not take responsibility for it. We take way too much responsibility for everyone else's experience of us and that is the problem that is why we are people pleasing that is why we are dulling ourselves down because we are taking responsibility for someone how someone else feels when it's not our responsibility they are their own unique person and the reactions that they may or may not have to you it it has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you truly like let's go back to like that That example of me getting dressed up and going to the bars when everyone else is wearing a hooded sweatshirt, like their discomfort is probably maybe partially like them feeling uncomfortable to dress up. Maybe them feeling like, oh, who does she think she is? Because it triggers them wanting to be more, but not having the guts to be more, you know, like who knows? But there's a million things that it can bring up. But the point is, the problem is not me dressing up. The problem is their, their own reaction to it. And it's my decision to carry on and wear whatever the heck I want to wear, say whatever the heck I want to say, and not let somebody else's discomfort dictate what I do. Like, I'm just so over that. (laughs) If you can't tell, I'm so over that. And so when I received this email this morning, it felt like such a gift because like one, I was like honestly amazed at how I truly felt no physical trigger in my body. I read that email of Please remove me. I don't align with your message. It doesn't speak to me. I didn't feel a pang of discomfort or anger or anything. I was like, "Okay. I you can unsubscribe. Like that's fine." And so it just shows like we can get to this place, but it does take practice and it that's what's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable to do this because it's something that we're not used to. We're used to We're used to falling into line. We're used to saying the things that people want us to say and doing the things that people want us to do and being that person that everyone else is comfortable with. But when we do that over and over and over again, like we are creating a prison for ourselves and we're not actually being ourselves. And I can tell you that not being yourself is very uncomfortable. It's going to get, it gets to a point where you're resentful because you feel like you can't ever actually say what you want to say you feel suppressed, you feel angry, you feel like you don't even know who you are. And that's not what it's about. Like we didn't come here to just like be watered down versions of ourselves, people pleasing to (laughs) freaking every single person we meet. Like, no thanks. So yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable and scary. It does take some work. You do have to look at the triggers. You do have to look at some stuff that maybe you haven't looked at in years or ever. And you do have to learn how to withstand the discomfort of someone else not liking you or disapproving or disliking or or uh whatever. <laughs> like it is part of the process. But this is where so much transformation comes from because you start to show yourself that you're capable of doing things in a new way. And it doesn't mean you handle it perfectly every time, right? Like sometimes you're going to stumble. Sometimes you're going to fall back into those old, old patterns and that's okay. It's all about how you get back up. And each time you just like take some small steps and you do things in a new way, you really do step more into that like audacious, like unapologetic version of you, which is literally what my entire brand is about. Like, I want to see highly sensitive people being having the audacity to freaking be themselves, to be highly sensitive, to be empathetic, to be somebody who cares deeply, and to be someone who doesn't let other people walk all over them, right? Like, we are done with that. We are done with that. (laughs) So I just felt so inspired to share this with you. And I know that this message is going to land with the people that it's meant to land with. Like, we all like i said at the beginning we all have so much in common and we are so not alone in this journey so i hope that you found this episode helpful and like i said if you want to go deeper with this join a community of other hsps and have access to amazing trainings for highly sensitive people definitely join us in the vault our first workshop is happening April 10th. It will be recorded and we're going to have so many awesome things to come in that community. So join us at the link in the show notes. And yeah, just thank you for being here. I love you guys so much. Sending you so much love and I'm excited to talk to you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.